Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Coffee Time, the podcast where we talk about real shit and we get real shit done, all right? So on this episode of podcast, I'm joined by my best friend, Justin Avalos, and we're going to discuss um, a situation that's going on in Fort Hood. You've heard of Vanessa. Uh, Vanessa Gilligan? G. Okay. Vanessa G. Saying Vanessa G. I don't want to butcher the last name upon respect, right? But... I don't want to focus on the case studies and the due process of what's going on here. I want to focus on what it's actually uh, showing us in the military, that the military is all about the good, bad, and the uglies. Everything's highlighted in marketing that the military is good for you. You make a ton of money. The, the, the pick of the litter are accepted in the military. That's it. There's no bad people. So I want to focus on that for this podcast today, and I want you to welcome my good bud, Justin Avalos. What's up, Justin? Hey, how's it going, everyone? Uh, I'm the best friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yes. got a little upgrade. Ooh, shit. You know, but, I, gotta, yeah. <laughs> I gotta pick, you know, try to do the intros <laughs> right and everything. But, uh, yeah, man, fucking Fort Hood. It's, uh, it's yeah. getting wild in Texas over there, man. Yeah, right in my neighborhood. Uh, so a while back, uh, I was first introduced to the story, you know, the missing uh, Marine out of Fort Hood. Um, and of course, it's been getting a lot of uh, publicity because the whole thing was the fact that she had uh, accused a sergeant of hers, I believe, or a staff sergeant, something along the lines of that, of yeah, sexual she's in the army, harassment. By the way. Army, yeah, soldier, yeah. soldier. Army or marine? I can't remember. Uh, it's army. All right, army. So yeah, uh, the soldier. Uh, that went missing. Um, the biggest thing that's been coming out of that, other than the fact that she's missing and there's still no indications of if, where she is, uh, there's been a discovery of some remains, but they're trying to figure out, you know, if it actually is her or not. But the biggest thing that came out from it was the whole sexual harassment slash assault that she put against one of her superiors. And that's been getting a lot of limelight on the military in general of, you know, what's going on behind closed doors and why this stuff is just coming out now, you know? Yeah, like, my feelings on it is uh, finally we're kind of getting getting people to actually see what the military life is in a transparent uh, lens. Where it's not mm-hmm. like, hey, look at my uniform, I'm just this number, I proud serve United States of America, this and this and this. Nothing can be wrong. Oh, they're rich because they're in the military. You know, it's all good things. But then you go on deployment. You go on workups. You go to work. And you realize that people are people. People are shitty. So you're going to have racism in the military. You're going to have favoritism. You're going to have people with different biases. You're going to have people that have, like, their own, like, totem pole of where, like, they stand and like what's important and what's not and that will damage your career or your position or really put you in a bad spot sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, what I want to talk about today is really I think this situation which is it is a horrendous situation that this girl's gone missing and they found body remains but they haven't actually identified if it is her yet. Yeah. And then what was the suspect that was specialist Aaron Robinson? He was suspected in the case but he killed himself earlier and they worked together. He killed himself earlier this week, and they worked together, and now they're being very skeptical on releasing things and all that other stuff. But a few talking points that I really want to get into is just like, 
a lot of people just think you go into the military and you're taken care of because the military is going to take care of you. They're going to feed you. They're going to pay you. They're mm-hmm. going to get you clothing and everything like that. That is not true. And, like, really, we know what we're talking about in a way because I was in the Navy for five years. You're currently still in the Navy for seven, going on eight. Uh, right? I'm in for six right now. Oh, you're six going on seven. Yeah, six so, going on seven. We have an opinion that is based on some factual evidence and some experiences. Some stuff that we've seen while, you know, we've been out to sea on the ship and all that stuff. We've seen a lot of things that, you know, a lot of people don't know about. Like, a lot of things that go behind the scenes that, you know, us as the military, we have to put on this facade. Like, we're these strong, unbreakable things. Like, are these heroes that you're supposed to look up to and that's not necessarily always the case when it comes to this type of stuff like so sure. yeah so like the first talking point i want to get in with you is just like chain of command their responsibilities to their personnel sailors marines soldiers etc or what is it what is the air force called <laughs> like um, airmen. airmen airmen yeah they're yeah. airmen yeah yeah not gonna make a lot of jokes on the air force here i'm pretty sure you they get the bad as well Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maria, Sorry, trying I'm, trying, I'm trying to get Casey out of the studio. Go, Casey, go. Sorry. So funny. Casey is his, uh, what is it, five-year-old now? Uh, she is seven. Oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you've been in the Navy. Yes, you had, um, she was born before, right? So yeah, six, so born before I was in the military, yeah. Cute little girl. But, yeah, so what what was described to me as a chain of command was someone, like, honestly, right off the bat, you don't want to talk to. Because the only time you talk to your chain of command is when you, they're trying to talk to you to get you in trouble. Yeah. If you have any issues, you need to resolve it at the lowest level. And then if it doesn't resolve, you should either forget about it or make rank and make it better. Yeah. And I've seen this type of advice. It's not actually publicized. It's just one of those things, like, where you're going to talk in the shop, like, oh, man, I'm having some trouble I probably should go to my chain of command to see if I can get some help. I'm not saying all chain, chain of commands are like this, but in my experience and in becoming in that leadership position, I mean, like, have you talked to your chief? Have you talked to your LPO or you like your, um, well, whatever the, uh, the titles are in the other militaries, have you talked to your leadership? And they're like, no, because they don't care. I've heard that so many times it's intoxicating and it's fucked up. And I feel like I have the liberty of talking about this now because I have the liberty of being away from the military. Like, I'm no longer a property of the United States Navy. So, yeah, what is your experience on chain of commands and the care for their soldiers and what, what they should care for and what they do not do? So, whenever I first got to the ship, it was very clear that you own. The only time you're ever going to see your chief, senior chief, or divisional officer, whatever it may be for the other branches, the only time you're ever going to talk to them is if you're in trouble or someone died. Those were the top things. You never really go to them if you're having any issues, solved at the lowest level. And that was pretty much instilled in me whenever I was first on the ship. Like, I had no one to go to. And even the people that I was supposed to go to they didn't really answer to anyone because they knew you're not going to go above us. That was my first experience whenever I came in. Uh, Being new, you know, I really didn't know what I was supposed to do. I didn't know who to talk to. 
there was never any type of, oh, you know, if you need anything, come to me. It was, you're just kind of on your own. Now, that kind of changed whenever I went to the new work center that me and you both worked in, right, where we did nice. ha at first have a chain of command that did kind of, like, take care of their sailors. Like, you know, they were still kind of, like, you know, strict, but at the same time, they took care of stuff. And that's something I could really appreciate. But the problem with the division we worked for is chain of command came and went, like, all the time. We went through so many chiefs, so many division officers. So you always had a taste of different types of leadership. We've had good and we've had terrible. And I yeah. think we know, we both know when we talk about terrible, who, an image that comes in our head of oh, yeah. terrible. So, yeah, that like. cat that smiles so much? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. cat. Yeah. The cat from, a. Uh, Fucking Alice in Wonderland, yeah. So we're just going to refer to that person as Chef. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we've had stuff like that. And it's kind of different, too, being at sea and then me being on shore right now. The difference of how they take care of their sailors. Like, whenever I was on the ship, I dealt with my mental issues. I've been very public about it. You know, I do suffer from depression. I'm finally getting seen for it. But whenever I was on the ship and tried getting the help, they told me pretty much, get the hell over it, there's no one that's going to help me. Well, so yeah. I had that stigma in my head, like, oh, well, whatever I'm going through, I just got to figure out by myself. But whenever I came here, it's a complete 180 to where they actually do care because it's such a small base and it's such a different lifestyle that you're actually going to get some help, you know? So that's kind of like my experience and the difference between being at sea and on shore. Those are the experiences with chain of command and getting help that I've received so far. Okay. Yeah, yeah it is. It's just crazy, man. Um, like, yeah, let's, let's, I, I understand if you want to keep your opinions reserved because you're still active. Dude, I don't uh, give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it needs to be said. Like, I want yeah. to look, look that directly in the camera. Guys, if you think that you're sending your 16 to 17 year old or 17 to 18 year old adolescent adult, off to a wonderland that's called the military that they're going to be cared for and taken for uh taken care of it's not true like in in our case what i've seen it i've seen it with different walks of life people from coming from nigeria uh just joining the military to be a citizen and everything from the southern uh, part of united states new york california coast to coast when you're on that bottom of the like the totality of the totem pole you get treated like shit that that's just across the board unless you know someone unless you have something something to offer unless you 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 agree to certain terms and everything you have to like click in to really get that that's what it is it's just like basically when you see those gel shows that's like it's <laughs> like locked up for whatever days and they all have their little clicks and then you have that one yeah. person that controls that zone that's the military that's like the military life and a lot of people are like well that's not my military life military life is what you make of it no that doesn't apply to everyone you can't make a blanket statement and everything because i was pretty damn great at my job you were good at your job we don't didn't really experience a lot of stuff but the shit that i saw is everyone is not dealt the same amount of cards mm -hmm. i mean the same same deck of, from the same deck of cards you can just be dealt a shitty fucking hand where you come in and i saw this actually you can't. Uh, this uh, young chick came in. She was about seventeen, eighteen, and she was married. She was married, and she was uh, very cute, 
all the guys flirting with her and everything like that. LPO flirting with her and everything like that. And then she, he touches her, like, uh, grabs her boob. Then she makes a complaint. And, bro, she, they don't remove him. They don't suspend him since he's years and years of, of in the military experience. He has that that mentality is like, they're going to believe me. They're not going to believe you. And then she gets mm-hmm. sent, she gets sent to uh, S5, like, on trash duty for the rest of her career. That's bullshit. Like, these, like, I need you guys to understand, this is the shit that actually happens. So when there's reports about Vanessa going to, um, we're going to say sapper, but I don't know the actual term for so, uh, just sexual assault officer. That's all I'm going to say. To report this, I can believe that it was reported and nothing happened to her um, her leading, her, her lead or her, uh, her boss because they do that all the time. They're like, well, you know, she's new. He, he has more honor, courage, and commitment. He's been serving the country longer. Mm-hmm. So let's just believe him and let's do something with her or, like, let's just not acknowledge it. She'll just shut up soon. And I believe, yeah. you know, I'm not saying I'm not making any this is what happened, but in the experiences that I've seen, I am not um, dismissing it from the realms of possibilities because I know it's highly uh, accurate in the Navy so yeah. or in the military life because I've met people in Marines that also get treated like this as well. Yeah, and me being like in the military, like I've had a, I've had a fortunate career. Like I haven't really had the hard jobs and stuff like that, like a lot of people do. I've been very fortunate, but at the same time, like I do have a daughter, and if she came to me when she was of age and said, "Dad, I want to join the military," I would be against it because Dude, I yeah. know her being a young female, an attractive female. If she does turn out, you know, not to have my genetics, you know. But, you know, an attractive female coming into a place where this type of stuff happens, I'd be very fearful. And it's such a sad thing because I've dealt with people that have come to me and said that something happened to them. And what should I do? And I'll tell them, oh, you know, you have to report it. Like, you know, that's the biggest thing. And then they do that and nothing happens. No one believes them. Because they were a higher rank, they try sweeping it under the rug. The biggest thing is they'll send her somewhere else or send the other individual somewhere else. But even then, like, it's already been made public, and now that person has a stigma against them, and it makes their jobs a lot harder. Like, I've seen it multiple times. And there are some chain of, com- like, chain of commands that do take care of their sailors. So I'm not saying... All chain commands are terrible. There are some that do take care of their sailors and will not tolerate that crap. But more times than none, it's going to go under the radar. Like, it's not going to be in the limelight. And me saying all this, I can get in trouble for this. And that's just such a weird thing. Like, I'm pretty sure if this video blew up and the Navy got their hands on whatever, my career would be over. And that's just a sad fact. Like... And I hate saying that, but the thing is, like, just because I'm in the military, I feel like I should be able to say my opinions. Whether they're different for everyone else or not, I should be able to say, this, you know, these are the things I've seen. These are the things that we need to change. And, it, you know, if I get in trouble, then I get in trouble. At the same time, I got to live my truth, you know? Isn't it weird being in the military and not actually officially signing an NDA? And but then you actually have an NDA on you 
because, yeah. because you're property of that. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's just crazy. But um, the point of this podcast is, is I want people to understand that I, I've seen a lot of comments about, like, the military is what you make it. Oh, the military is, is great, this and this and this and that. They choose the 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 pick of the litter to serve our country. No, they don't. No, they yeah. don't. I've met – I think I've met more just shitbags and waste of life in the military than good good people. Mm-hmm. Like, for real. Like, for every five shitbags, you have one – good sailor that could possibly have a high percentage of being converted to a shitbag because you know you are what you you hang around the yeah. influence is so crazy because when you see you're working your ass off and nothing's getting um like awarded to you but then you see like the four shitbags that like basically take advantage of you and they they get all the accolades and everything like in the praises it makes you want to convert it's a terrible yeah. and hostile situation and I have a great story for that that you just said that. So in my old division, there was a sailor, motivated, nice shoes, was in all these, you know, collaterals, was part of the, you know, all these things for the ship, like all these organizations, top-notch sailor. Like, I looked at him, I was like, dang, I want to be that. Went all the way up to second class within a couple of years. Like, he was just on his game. And after the podcast, I will tell you who I'm talking about. And he'd be like, oh, you know, whatever. But the sailor, he was like, you know what? I'm not happy with the job I have right now. I want to convert. And he told that to his chain of command. Like, I want to convert from this to this. Once they heard that, they fucked his life up. Oh, I'm sure. He, he was on the flight deck. They sent him his ass to damage control. He worked terrible hours, was overworked just ripped everything from him to the point where he was like, dude, like, I tried bettering my career and I got shit on. Highly motivated sailor, just brought down to the lowest level because they're like, you know what? You don't like us? We're going to treat you like shit. I know exactly what you're talking about, too. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to be that guy as well. Like, for yeah. sure. I know exactly what you're talking about. He can dance pretty well, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, mm-hmm. he was like, you, everyone knew him. And that's what was, like, his personality, like, everyone knew him. He was the nicest guy. If you needed help, he'd help you out. But the one time that he needed help from his leadership, they just shit on him. For sure, for sure. And that's what happens. Like, even whenever I tell my parents, like, I want to get out, they look at me like, why would you get out? Like, this and that you're taking care of. I was like, it's not worth it. Like you don't, you don't know what you're giving up, man. Yeah, and the thing is, like, my brother is also in the military. He's doing well. He's doing great, which I'm glad. Like, I'm glad he's having a better experience than I've had to deal with. I'm really glad about that. And the thing is, like, he's also, like, a very personality-type person. He He's better at making friends than I am because I'm very picky on who I choose. Like, I don't For like sure. – like, my dad, I don't like wasting my words. <laughs> and he's more social, you know, whatever. So, hopefully, it makes his career better. But for me, I'm just like, no, nah, it's not worth it. Well, but I know you got a trip uh, planned in a few minutes. Or mm-hmm. They'll probably bug you to leave right now. So oh, yeah. My daughter's been coming in and out. Yeah. Let's end the, let's end the podcast with this. I just want to think I, – I want your opinion on this. Like, the media exposure that the cases of Fort Hood is getting, and, like, it's really bringing to light what, like, the good, bad, and ugly of the military is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, it's, it's nowhere near right now the uh, influence or the um, the damage that – you know, the George Floyd case had and mm-hmm. what what's like that spider web that that started with that. 
But I yeah. feel like it has the potential to be something like this because it's showing people that, hey, this girl made a report, but nothing was done. Nothing was said. Yeah. If you really read into it, her chain of command failed her. Why wasn't an investigation made public earlier? What made it yeah. so far where it was just an internal investigation and everything like that? Why did the family have to reach out multiple times before getting an answer? You know, it shows like the level of shadiness that the military actually puts your your daughter, your brother, mom, dad into, and like the situation. So I I feel like this Fort Hood situation is very dark, but hopefully some policy changes happen that some light is going to come 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 out of this. And it's it's horrible yeah. that we have to have situations like this to actually get a focal point or someone like I've been saying this for years, listen to me. And now we lost a life. Well, we lost multiple lives, right? Yeah. Well, the gentleman also, uh, I don't know. I don't know the gentleman's name, but he's also missing and everything. So yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. And you know, I hate saying this, but because of what's going on in the world right now, it's making everything like people are starting to now speak out against these things that are going on, which I'm glad, like, you know, I'm glad I hate saying that I'm glad this is like happening because of COVID or whatever, but I'm glad people are starting to now, you know, make things more public, make things more to the mainstream media and spreading that awareness because right now we got nothing to do. Yeah. Everything's closing again, whatever. But the fact that people are now like, you know what, we're tired of not being listened to. We're going to keep speaking until you listen to us. I'm glad those things are happening. And I'm glad that so far everything's been peaceful with this Fort Hood case. I hope, I really hope that they find this girl and she's okay. And if unfortunately something happened, I really hope that the person responsible is going to face justice. And I hope that the military sees this and says, you know what, we need to make these changes. We need to start looking at the higher levels of chain command and seeing what the hell's going on. Because they can say, oh, we're going to do this and we have the training every year. They can say all of that. But until you take these things seriously and actually have these people accountable, nothing will change. Yeah, for sure. All right, but yeah. I'm going to let you go. Um any, any like call outs or anything that you want to do at the end of the podcast? Um, just for all the veterans out there and for all the active duty, you know, if you've gone through stuff, just know that there are people out there that are willing to listen. Uh, there is ways to get help. I had to struggle in order to get the help I had, so don't give up. Yeah, a squeaky will will get the attention it needs sometimes. You know, just squeak enough, talk enough. Don't don't uh, allow them to silence your voice. And everyone, honestly, if you're active or veteran, you need to speak up about this. Show the truth about what what military life is. I'm look. I've had some great experience. I've had some great bosses, but I've also had like I cannot believe this person's in charge of me. Mm -hmm. Like they are a menace to society and everything like that. How are you allowed to serve the United States military? I serve in the United States military and be a, like a poster. And I just know how disgusting you are as a human being and everything like that. But anyway, I'm going to let you go, buddy. Thanks for coming in. You guys look at the drop menu right here at captions at it's just novelos on Instagram. Come follow us. And every Thursday we're coming back with new coffee times. Okay. So, uh, we out. Later. Boom, boom, boom.